You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Mike Callahan here. Uh, trying a third attempt. Apologize about some of the delays of uh, technical difficulties, but we are live and we're talking about what a fully set up service autopilot looks like. So whether you've just bought service autopilot, you've had it several years, or you're <clears throat> looking out and buying a CRM, a customer relationship management software, such as service autopilot, uh, we're going to go out and actually show you what this looks like fully set up. So it looks like we are not having technical difficulties again. So if you have any comments, questions, drop below in the feed here. Um, so without any delay, I'm going to hop into this because we do have a bit of a time crunch to get this all in now with the delay we already experienced with the blue screen. Uh, but it looks like we are good. If you're watching live and you can hear me and things look okay, just make a comment in there to make sure we are okay. Quick announcement. Next week, we've got Tina Service of Made for Time running two locations in two different states for home cleaning, dropping some knowledge next week. The following week, we have Lisa Marino from the Service Autopilot Marketing Team and Academy Team. And then potentially three weeks from now, we have Marcus Sheridan of They Ask You Answer, the keynote speaker of SA Thrive, potentially join us on the SA Weekly Talk Show, giving us a little warm up before the big event. And once again, if you haven't bought your tickets, to SA Thrive, the new virtual event this November. Make sure you get your special price tickets uh, while they still last. So what I'm going to do is go out and perfect. David says, you are okay this time. Perfect. So I am going to give this to go, David. Get this in the stream. And oh, we are in business. What could go wrong the third time on Facebook? So David, thanks again for the heads up, brother. Um, so as we're looking at this screen here, I'm going to be talking about what a fully set up service autopilot looks like from lead acquisition all the way through billing and fulfillment. So the first thing we're looking at here is the estimate request. So whether you're using version two or version three of service autopilot, there are some key things that I recommend as a certified advisor and a nine year plus user of service autopilot is we need to go into marketing forms and create a form. We're either going to use the hosted version or maybe the stripped version where your webmaster can go in and style that. But the idea is this is going to be on your website. A person can enter in their first name, last name, their service address, what services they're interested in, and they're going to be automatically entered in the service autopilot with no double entry, and it's going to alert someone in your office that they need an estimate. In addition, sounds obvious, but it's going to be tracking the sales source. They came from your website. So foundationally, we know how many leads came off your website and how many converted into an estimate. We can get some ROI in that SEO or maybe pay-per-click ads that you're putting in there. The next thing is on below that is if a client calls or a potential lead, we have a phone intake form or a process to get the client information into the system in a systematic, predictable way, whether it's someone in your office or a virtual assistant halfway around the world. So we're going to go in after we go through the high level. I'm actually going to open up live in a service autopilot test account and show you what this looks like fully implemented. In addition, we're going and answering that call. We're getting Mrs. Smith's first name, last name, service address, email, phone number. How did she hear about us? So what we've done foundationally from the beginning of the, the call here, whether it's the website or the office, as we know how many people came from each marketing source, Facebook ads, door hangers, whatever they are. And now we can run reports in the pre-canned essay reports and run these sales lead reports. So we'll know now not emotionally how many people came from each marketing source, how many people came from each customer referral, how many of those leads uh, converted into a client, 
And then once we have some data, we'll be able to see what is our client acquisition cost per client, per marketing source, and eventually what is the client lifetime value? So some marketing sources are going to be defined winners and losers, or at least not as effective. So when we go out to build our marketing plan for 2021, that's a report that we need to be looking at if you've been tracking your sales sources. If not, now is the time to set up those sales sources and the ability to track those marketing campaigns so we can go out non-emotionally and build and scale our business based on the information that's sitting in service autopilot. Now, once we have the client in service autopilot, we need to go in and create an estimate. And a lot of people that go into a software such as service autopilot may be very advanced in estimating or may just be starting out. Well, the good news is, is what we figured out as a certified advisor of service autopilot is we can go in and set the system up or you can set it up yourself to grow and scale based on your estimating skill level and comfort level. So in my opinion, there's three ways of estimating in any service business. Um, the first one is one I don't recommend doing, but a lot of us do when we first start out. So that's when we go up to a yard or a home that we're going to clean and say, based on my, on my market, I feel that the appropriate market price for this home is say maybe $45 to mow, blow and edge the lawn or home cleaning. Maybe it's $150 for a weekly cleaning. Now, obviously that's not the way to estimate, but traditionally when we first start on business, that's the way it happens. The second step is guesstimating, I like to call it. So you're going up to the house and based on your experience, you go and say, based on my experience, I think it's going to take X amount of time to do it. You multiply that by your hourly rate and that's the price you charge. So if you went up to a yard and said, I think it's going to take me an hour to mobile and edge this lawn and my rate is $50 an hour, you would be charging $50 an hour. So you'd be walking up with something we call an on-site estimate form on your mobile phone in the Service Autopilot app and plugging in this data. Once you put the data in, um, I'm gonna show you how that actually works, but it's gonna calculate a price, a budget, a time, and a cost before profit. So we're taking the emotions out of it. Now, the third way of estimating is obviously the preferred way. It's production rate-based estimating. So you, if you already know how long it takes to mow, blow, and edge that lawn or clean that home based on the guys and girls on your team and the equipment that you're using, we can plug that in. Now, if you don't know those numbers, the beauty of Service Autopilot is when it's fully set up, I can run a report in three to six months if I'm tracking my custom fields or job variables. So those would be things such as turf square footage or small, medium, and large shrubs or in home cleaning, the livable, cleanable square footage. We're getting those custom fields or those job variables in and we're tracking once again with the mobile app, start and stop times. We have non-emotional data for your non-billable drive time with drive time cost effect. And we have the start and stop time for every job. So if we mow a lawn 30 times over the summer, or if we clean a house 52 weeks a year over a weekly cleaning, we can run a report and based on the cleaning square footage or the mowing square footage, we can get an average production rate. So this is the part of the system as we build upon it that we want to understand. So when most people, in my opinion, buy a software system, they're rushing to the left or the right of the screen here um, to the, the dispatching, the scheduling, and the billing. And we all need to do that because we need, obviously need to make money. But the problem when you do that is you miss the foundational building pieces to create a fully implemented software solution that can actually buy time back and automate things and, and create a delegatable process. So once you have your custom fields in there based on time or production rates, 
we go in and hit a button called add an estimate. A pre-built template would load all your services and based on the job variables, based on time or, or production rate, square footage, or number of units, it will automatically calculate a price on your pricing, based on your pricing for the price, the budget, the time, and cost before profit. All we're gonna do literally is go down and click draft to quote on the services we want, hit save, try to close them over the phone in person, and if not, we're going in and emailing out an estimate. And what happens is a pre-templated email loads, it's a set it and forget it process. We email that out to our client and they're clicking a link uh, to preview the estimate. And then what they can do is check the checkboxes to select the service they want, sign electronically, and then a automated email automatically goes out to your new client, acknowledging that we have seen they've accepted the estimate. We're going to hook up with them or call them to schedule that service. So you can sign. We got a streamlined approach now from lead acquisition to entering job variables, creating an estimate, and emailing the estimate out. Uh, on top of this, we have some automated processes, and I'm not going to go into uh, quite yet. But at this point, we would have an automated process that we like to call 20 days of close to follow up in each one of these estimates. Now, potentially we really want to win this estimate. If we lose the estimate, we need to go in and close that lead out, database hygiene. And a lot of times as service business owners, we don't think about these things. And I tell you in the early years, I didn't either. But when we go in and close that lead out, what that does is it gives us a clean database and it shows us how many people can still actually convert from a lead into a paying client. Now, the people we close out, we can still talk to, we can nurture, and we can upsell other services but it gives us a very clean visual database to be able to see who can be a client and who is not gonna become a client immediately. Now, if we win the estimate, we are gonna go in and I'm gonna recommend a 99% of the uh, services, we are going to schedule from the estimate. Now, there's two reasons in here. First of which, it is going to avoid a duplicate contact. So we don't have Mrs. Smith in the system as a lead and a client. In addition, if you go to schedule a lead, the system will pop up a little window and say, hey, Mrs. Smith is not a client. You need to convert her before you can schedule. So that's going to be all the information, whether it's price, budgeted time, cost, or materials from your estimate now is automatically being pushed into your estimate. We're avoiding double entry and creating a streamlined workflow. So traditionally, uh, once this is fully set up, I call it the five to six screens of success. There may be seven or eight at the high side. Uh, but the idea is we're teaching our office staff, or if it's just us in the field or the office, five or six steps of success that are repeatable for predictable results. So at this point, we've got this one estimate. We've converted the lead into a client. Once again, that's going to be another trigger for reporting lead to client um, transition. We're going to schedule the work. Now, in Service Autopilot, when it's fully set up, there are several different ways to set up work. First of which is a one-time job. So we know the day it's happening. So we go out and schedule it, and we either route it in optimi optimization uh, for drive time, or if you're cleaning, you're putting it into an actual probably time slot. The next thing is a reoccurring schedule. So we can go in and do a weekly, a biweekly, every three-week, every four-week reoccurring service. The next one after that is called a waiting list job. And the way the set up the waiting list job is the idea is if we're going into the fall here for a fall cleanup, fall cleanups maybe don't have to be done tomorrow, but they need to be some, done sometime in the next 45 days. But what that allows you to do is see a visual clue 
um, on the map, on the waiting list of all the pins and we can drag and drop and optimize all the jobs in each geographic area to minimize the non-billable drive time. If you're running a fertilization weed control or pest control company and you have a callback, waiting list is going to be key here because we can grab that one-time callback and tuck it into a schedule when we're already in that area. So we're not driving halfway across time to put a fire out. And then the final part of scheduling is going to be a package job. So I've kind of talked about that because a package job is just that. It is your fertilization and weed control, the five or six step program, or a bush and bed package in the south for landscape maintenance, where we go out to the property once a month or several times a year. And we can go and schedule that off the waiting list each round for optimization. And then actually there is one more type of scheduling getting into uh, the four letter word that we all don't want to talk about in the Northeast, snow. So we have on-demand jobs, and they are just that. They are on-demand and ready for when snow and ice events hit. So we're going to go in and schedule the work. Now, as we scroll to the right here, uh, we're going into route optimization. So there is free optimization for 23 stops or less through Google right inside Service Autopilot, 24 or more. There is several different um, optimizations that are paid extremely cheap, but they will optimize the route from your shop through uh, each stop in the back to your shop. Um, and then we can go in and click and show the pins on the screen and optimize that order because no one knows your, your area better than you. Um, so this is a quick visual check before you actually go out and dispatch those jobs. So now on the dispatch board, this is where we get the crews out in the mobiles or printed out. We get them live out there. Uh, under the more tab in the upper right hand corner, you can go and adjust the crews to the day. And this is important, not that any of us ever have a no call, no show employee or somebody who calls in, but occasionally these crews do shift, or maybe we need to join two crews together for the day to get a big job done. So literally by dragging and dropping those crew assignments, we can go out and adjust the crews for the day. And what that's going to do is get you proper data in and data out for reporting. So it's going to affect your payroll and your job costing production rates. Um, very simple, takes seconds. But those are the things we need to pay attention to for a fully set up workflow of assay. Once we're good, we're going to either print them or drop them live in the mobile. Now, your crews are out either mowing lawns, cleaning homes, whatever that is. Now, at the end of the day or the beginning of the next day, ideally before those crews go out, we're going to this closeout day screen. And what we're doing is just doing a quick sanity check of do all the start and stop times make sense? So occasionally a new user of service autopilot in the mobile in the field will get all excited, pull up to a house, forget to clock in, they'll do the property. And then as they get back, they'll clock in and clock out under a minute. Obviously it's not good data. So you want to make sure the time that's clocked in and out looks reasonable and it's not like a minute or, or less. Um, those are things we want to be able to go back to the crew that morning before they leave and adjust those times. But the idea here is we're looking for start and stop times. that makes sense. A budgeted time. Um, and a price. Believe it or not, a lot of times as a certified advisor, we'll go into service autopilot accounts uh, when people are working with us and we'll find a lot of times that people aren't billing out their jobs. Um, so we need to make sure that's in there. And then the next thing we're doing is uh, the closeout day screen. You can set up invoicing based on a default. So a daily, weekly, or monthly automated billing. So at the end of that period, it automatically generates that invoice. And now we're going to go out and invoice and collect. So uh, I'm going to show you in, when we get into SA here in a minute, how to actually override that billing default as well, based for a particular client. But we have a default that automatically generates those invoices. So if you're manually going into QuickBooks and creating invoices every month or each day, uh, that's a time sink. This is going to automate it for you when it's fully set up. 
Now, invoices and collecting uh, right now through Clarent, the, the credit card processing company of uh, Service Autopilot that we use, you're able to go out and charge your credit cards in batch literally in three clicks of a button. We can email those invoices in three clicks of a button, and we can print them out in three clicks of a button. So we can go out and take care of our billing systematically and efficiently each and every day, quickly or at the end of each month. And we can figure out how to enter prepayments. We may touch on that today as well for the fully set up workflow. Other thing we want to touch on here is even if we don't get to it in uh, the next minute or two when I hop into SA is we want to be able to go in and set installment contracts up. And under each installment contract, we're setting up the monthly billing and what services and the bottom under um, adding line items of what services are included in that monthly install. And when we schedule those services under the monthly install, we're assigning them to the contract. So we are not billing them out separately, but on the service level, we still need a price and budgeted time for reporting because if we don't have any data in, we don't have any data out. So these are all the foundational things that we need for success in service autopilot. So I know, realize I did go a little bit quick on that, uh, but obviously you can catch the recording of this. I'm gonna now dive into service autopilot and show you what this looks like fully set up. Uh, did go a little bit quicker. So we've, we've had, uh, this is the third take out of here with some technical difficulties. So uh, without any further delay, we're gonna jump right into service autopilot. And I'm gonna do this right through V2. A lot of these features are still available in V3 and ready to go, um, but for, consistency throughout, I'm going to stay right in the V2 platform. Um, so the first thing we're looking at is if somebody calls your office, we need to enter them in. If they've hit your website, theoretically now they've hit the website, they've entered their information in. Uh, long as the form is set up correctly with the auto create lead on submit, all this information will be automatically entered in the system and you'll be alerted to go out reach out and get them an estimate. So what I'm doing here is I'm now the person in your office. So I'm going to go to the green plus icon and go to add a lead. And what we're going to be doing is putting in first name, last name. So I'm going to put in our old friend test tester. And I'm going to put uh, a couple numbers behind him because we've been using him a bit. Now, if that commercial client right here, we're putting in, say, Acme Inc. So first name, last name merges in. If it's a commercial client, that's where that goes. Service address, we're going to go in and type in the service address as we're taking them in off the phone. Obviously, this is probably a review for most folks, but um, there are some very intricate things here that I'm going to show you in a second that most people do not do that basically eliminates um, them having success or inhibits them from having success down the line. So hold with me here, and then we're going to get into nitty gritty, but it's worth spending a few seconds here to take a look at this. So it's gonna go in and ask the city. Now you notice service address automatically uh, incorporates into billing address. So it's avoiding that double entry. If your state charges sales tax, we need to go out and grab the sales tax in here. We're gonna be asking the client their email address over the phone or the potential lead. Entering that in. And their phone number. I'm recommending always put the phone number in the cell phone field. Reason being is, Automations and other features in SA will tie into the cell phone field to automate certain processes. If it's in the home field or landline field, it would not do that. So by default, if if you're unsure, put it in the cell phone field, in my opinion. Um, and if an automated feature like text messaging goes off and it's not a cell phone, it's not going to charge you. It just won't fire off. Better safe to be sorry. Most people see provider here and they click on it and think they actually have to grab the cell phone provider. You do not. That is a legacy feature. If you're using Pro Plus, 
with two-way texting, just ignore that cell. Now, the last thing here is master property. So in my company, we serviced all the Walgreens or Rite Aids in the city for a while. So we would go in as a master property and assign it to the property management company as the master property. And this new lead could be a subsequent property of the master property for building and um, condensing that system. Now, next thing is under details. This is where the rubber meets the road if you're setting it up right. Account type is commercial or residential. If you only do residential, that's fine. Still put this in here. This will help for reporting and some other features of automation. So we're, we're segmenting our database. Next thing is under sales. We wanna go in and select, select the sales source. Let's say we, they heard about us from Angie's list um, or they were referred from a client here. Now, if this was a real account, we'd have the name of leads and clients here and you could attribute that lead referral to a specific person and eventually run a report on that. Now that's the basic information that you need to do inside Service Autopilot before we get in the estimate process. While we're on the screen, I'm just gonna hit on this quickly. When a lead becomes a client, this is the same tab under the edit tab. So in billing, this right here is how we override the default billing. So this instance I'm in is set to monthly net 10. So billing monthly and net terms 10. So let's say I wanted to do a uh, due on receipt and I wanted to bill them daily. We can override the billing for this one particular client or lead on this screen outside of the default of the setup, the system, uh, when we set up the initial setup. So any comments, questions, drop them below here as we go. But now we have a lead. I'm gonna go in and hit save. Obviously this test account, if you've seen this, uh, anything we've been doing, uh, we've used this test account quite a bit. And it, it, what it's doing right now is creating a duplicate check. Um, so the system is smart enough to know, hey, wait a minute, we've got some issues here. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's okay because it's a duplicate, um, but I wanna use it. But the system will do that. Now your V3 form off the website, you can set criteria to check off first name, last name, email, address, several other variables to do dupe checking. Highly recommend that V3 form for your website because it is going to make sure you have duplicate checking and a clean database. Now, some visual clues. If you're training your office on Service Autopilot for the first time, this long gray bar across the screen signifies it's a lead in the system. When there's three defined columns, it is a client. Other things you wanna be looking at is under the magnifying glass, we have this avatar, a little uh, black avatar of the person here with an L. That is a lead. The avatar with no L is a client. If it is missing, it is a closed out lead. So once again, I talked about in the flow chart, when we lose an estimate and it's a lead, we close the lead out. So there'll be no avatar. And if it's a canceled client, it'd be the same avatar right here of the person with a slash through it. These are visual clues to create a speedy, quick process through the system without having to dial into the contact record. So comments and questions, drop them below. So the next thing is, Lawn care wise, um, and I'll also give you a home cleaning example here if we have some, some time as well. Under the more tab, I'm gonna go in and do property measurements. This is Maps Pro or in V3, it's called Smart Maps. Highly recommend it, used it in my business for pretty much the whole time we use Service Autopilot um, and still do here. So what we're gonna do is click into the Google image here and measure the actual property. I'm doing this obviously with some speed for, uh, less precision, but you get the idea. So we're gonna measure our square foot area. 
And I'm going to recommend that you go in and label it. So this is our turf area. And I'm going to label this and actually color it. Hit choose. And I'm going to add another area. So you can add and subtract. So if we had a pool in the backyard, we can subtract and add areas or create a null value. So if this was a pool, a little crooked as it is, but uh, nonetheless, we've got an area here that I can go in and subtract. So this plus icon up here, I can actually make this to zero or negative. So it's subtracting the square footage of the pool. But if you have multiple areas like a landscape bed, a driveway, we can add and subtract or keep one value at zero. Now, we want to hit save. So every time I pull this client up now, I know visually what are the areas we've quoted and what are the square footages. So turf area, I'm going to go down to custom fields. Now, you would never have this many custom fields, uh, but this is obviously a test account. We've run a few through here, but I'm grabbing turf square footage and hitting save. So that is that custom job variable we talked about. So that's based on a production rate-based estimating system. Um, so you want to measure everything you can online, but what happens if you can't? So we've created this thing called an on-site estimate form. We pull this up in the mobile, um, but I'm going to pull it up on the screen to show you what it looks like. But the idea is you're walking around the property with your phone and you're putting in the variables into the phone and then it's going to help generate an estimate. So uh, the auto assist, the A here is a feature with Pro Plus. It's a shortcut tool that can be loaded in here. And basically you can pull these forms up in your mobile. So the idea here is now that I'm walking around this property, um, I can't measure certain things on the satellite, but I need to get them for my estimate. So instead of walking around with a pen and paper, if I can't measure the lawn square footage, I put it in here. Uh, maybe online, there's a lot of trees. So what I'm going to do is go into mulch details. So what I've done is broken this down in one, two, or three inch depth increments. And uh, if we want to go in and put three inches of mulch, if that's what the estimate bid requires, I'm going to go out and measure it and say, I've got 500 square feet of bed, mulch bed for square footages. So we use our production rate-based estimating system. Say, how long will it take for a regular maintenance of weeding? And then mulch drive time. So how many trips do I need to go to the nursery to get 500 square feet worth of mulch? So I'm going to say one trip. So that's going to eventually calculate a price and budget of time to actually go get the equipment, uh, the mulch to cover that non-billable drive time. Now we're going to go in the shrub pruning. So we could base it on minutes to prune and type that in and have it calculate. But what I've done is broken this down in large, medium, and small shrubs. So large shrubs are going to be between six feet and 10 feet. I'm going to say there's five of them as I'm walking around. Mediums are going to be between three or six feet and less. I'm sorry, be three feet and less than six feet. I'm going to say there's eight of those, and then small shrubs are less than three feet. So I'm going to say we got uh, 18 of those. And hedgerows with a ladder, so 10 linear foot sections. So if I've got 20 foot of hedgerow, both sides and the top, and it requires a ladder, I'm going to put two units in here and hedgerow with no ladder. I don't have any of those, so I'm just going to leave that blank. The idea is we're walking around with our mobile, and we're inserting the data we need for the estimate. So shrub pruning property specific notes. A lot of times I'd be walking around with a pen. Maybe it's raining. I'd forget to put the notes in before I started using Service Autopilot. What we've done is created the on-site estimate form. You can make property-specific estimate notes that are going to merge automatically on the estimate so you don't forget. So I'm going to say does not include hedgerow on west lot line. Now, this is going to automatically uh, merge into the notes on the estimate so I don't forget. Now, obviously, if it's going in there, you want to make sure there's no typos. 
And then if you're doing snow removal, you could also put the details around snow removal here. So I'm going to submit this. But the idea now is we've measured it online through Smart Maps or Maps Pro. We've gotten those custom fields of variables. Or we've gone on-site with our mobile and the on-site estimate form and plugged in the property-specific data. So the next step is we need to go out and create an estimate. So we're going to scroll down here and hit Add an Estimate. Now, uh, being condensed here, I didn't have time to actually go into the template. But what's going to happen is when we add the estimate, we have pre-built templates. So all our summer services are going to load and pull in the turf square footage, the number of shrubs, the square footage of the bed, and actually automatically calculate a price, a budgeted time, and a cost before profit. So that is what's going to happen here as this loads. So to kind of give you an idea, behind the scenes right here, traditionally, if this wasn't fully set up, you'd have to select the document. What we've done behind the scenes is already taken our estimate email. So it's the email that goes out to the client. We've connected it to an estimate document, and we've connected it to an acceptance email. So literally when we send this out, everything is connected and we've minimized an extra three steps. So that's a fully set up service autopilot. So as we're going in, we're going into templates and I'm going to grab our uh, 2019 lawn care leads from last year and pop this out. Now, what we're doing here is pulling this up and when I pulled up the turf square footage, I probably grabbed the wrong custom field just because it was so many. But ideally, what would happen is that 7,800 square feet for the church square footage would have automatically loaded. Now, for time's sake, I'm just going to plug it in there. But when you enter it in from the map, um, if you didn't have 50 custom fields like I did in this test account, you'd only have one church square footage, it would load. But the idea is, based on that 7,800 7, square feet, fictitiously, we're charging $30 to mow, blow, and edge. It's going to take us 0 .48, 0 0.4 man hours and a cost before profit of $14.76. Now, what we've done in this account is we've created different postal codes or zones. So we're charging extra for that mobilization. So we've taken our 30 lawns and said, based on the average drive time, we need to cover X amount of minutes of drive time for non-billable overhead recovery. So if we went out to this postal code, and I put the number one, that's where we were at. We've already defined that that drive time is 0.16 man hours times our hourly rate. We need to charge an extra $8.09 for mobilization. Now, the consumer isn't going to see this, but this is our invisible estimating checklist. And that's the benefit of service autopilot when you use a parent service with subservices or child services. We can have a glorified estimating checklist, whether it's drive time, um, going out and doing design build. But these are all the things the estimator should be tracking. So all we do is go to draft to quote. And we have a live estimate. So all the consumer now is going to see is $38.09 for the lawn mowing. We know on-site and mobilization is 0.56 man hours. And it's costing us $20.67 uh, if we hit our budgeted time in expense. And we've got a profit margin of 45.7%. Non-emotional estimating that can be delegated to anybody in your office. Uh, we can go in now and hit draft a quote. And I'm going to put in that 7800 This is an extra step you would not have to take. I just selected the wrong button. But what it's done now is done a five-step package job for fertilizing for 40 bucks a trip, 0.46 man hours, and a cost of labor and materials uh, of 32.17. So we got a profit margin of about 19, almost 20% net. So the system can track that. In addition, if you're in an area that requires chemical tracking, Service Autopilot also has that. Um, we used it in New York for several years. And if it works in New York, I will tell you as far as DEC law, 
it probably works just about anywhere. So we've got that as we're just finishing up in the, the hour here. I've got my shrub trimming. So my small, medium, and large shrubs came in. I'm going to add my drive time. And now instead of eight bucks, it is $77 for mobilization to that same postal code because we can do less jobs. We have to spread that overhead recovery of the non-billable drive time over fewer jobs. That's a higher price. That's a 325 shrub pruning job based on small, medium, and large shrubs and hedgerows. And remember, we had a note in there that says does not include the hedgerow. That's going to merge in when I show you that in a minute. So we're scrolling back down. Now, something another video I did is fall cleanups. And I'm going to add this in here. So let's say we had a 10, that whole lot itself was 10,000 square feet. We could plug that in. <clears throat> and based on the level of complexity, I have a level one and two here. So as you're getting into the fall cleanup, most people are not confident of giving an exact price for fall cleanups. But based on an easy level one or higher level two with more trees, we can give a high, low price range in Service Autopilot to take the risk out of it for you, the company owner, and the client. So let's say this level two is a more difficult one. I'm going to quote a high, low price range of 312 to 437 for that fall cleanup. Next thing is we're going to go down and save. Theoretically, we're talking to the client right now and we're trying to close the sale of the phone. But if we can't, what we are going to do is go in, hit email, that pre-templated email loads up, and I'm going to email this to myself and show you what the final product looks like. But as we walk through this, this is a set it and forget it here. Um, email, and we are going to go out and hit send. I'm going to hop on the other screen quickly and grab my email. And once this is set up, um, I'm going to go in as your client now, or potential client, and actually show you what it looks like on their end and bring it all the way home here in the next minute or two. But any comments or questions, drop them below. More than happy to answer them in the live or recorded version. But here is the email. Your new client clicks view my proposal, opens it up, and now they can click and sign electronically. Now, uh, as a point of uh, example, I would not recommend this service details and terms. I'd recommend putting this lower below the actual pricing, but you can put it all in there. But we have our lawn mowing for $3,809, and the client can click on it. So first step is to select services. Step two is sign the screen. Now we have a video that plays live right inside the estimate as well. So if you're into video making like myself, this is a great way to go out and put what's included, not included in the service, and overcome those sales and price objections up front. We've got our five-step fertilizing right here, and our shrub pruning based on the size of shrubs, 325, special job notes. Does not include hedgerow on west lot line. So we're not forgetting those essential things that we need. And we've got our fall cleanup. Um, this is obviously in a test account, but we would change the verbiage here just to fall cleanup. But minimum price is 312, maximum is 437. So once again, we can price in service autopilot hourly, set price, or higher low pricing. It is very flexible if you set it up correctly with a fully set up workflow. Uh, we have some invoice details, contract terms, clickable buttons if they're in their mobile to call or text. Playable videos, once again, our top five or six services going in and showing what's included, what's not included, and addressing those sales or price objections. And then finally, we can go in. Click to sign the estimate, sign electronically, print our name, and sign and accept. That, in my opinion, is the fully set up service autopilot before we actually go into automate it. So, uh, on a future SA Weekly talk show, we're going to be diving in and looking uh, what a fully service 
a fully set up service autopilot looks like with a fully implemented automated system. But before we automate, we want to sound our foundational pieces. And this is what's going to happen to bring it home. Once we go back into the lead and close out this estimate, we have basically um, already updated the estimate status here since we signed it. We logged it back in. It's almost instantaneous. And by law, if you need a signed contract on file, we have the signature information, time and date stamped with IP address. And under attachments, I've got a printable uh, printout of the actual estimate itself with only the services that the customer selected. So I click on that, and this is going to show just the services I selected. And at the bottom, I have the signature. So comments and questions drop below. SA Weekly Talk Show coming back at you. Once again, Mike Callahan um, going to be up next week with Tina Service of Made for Time Cleaning out of Rochester and I believe the Carolinas. So Rochester, New York and the Carolinas area. Uh, maybe actually be Atlanta, Georgia, but Tina is running two multi-state cleaning companies. The following week, Lisa Marino of Service Autopilot. And then the third week, potentially Marcus Sheridan of They Ask, You Answer and the keynote speaker of SA Thrive coming at you in November. Uh, so make sure you grab your discounted tickets while they're still available. And obviously, as a certified advisor of Service Autopilot, if you have any questions or would like to take part in a free audit of your Service Autopilot system to make sure you have all these pieces in, um, happy to do that as well. If, if you drop us a message or contact us, um, that's something we're doing uh, free of charge for all Service Autopilot members. So uh, we'll see you again on the SA Weekly Talk Show, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central right back here on uh, Facebook Live next Friday. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.